At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And... Stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sluice on all major podcast platforms. Well, hello, Leslie and all Hi. of our Salon Sleuth fans. Oh my God, Melissa, we have like, we're getting some followers. And there is one guy who, um, he always comments on the YouTube channel and his name is Richard. So I want to do a big shout out that he um, loves the way you discuss things. And uh, so I just thought we would just do a little hello, shout, shout Richard. out to Richard. Yeah, oh, I think he's going to enjoy nice. this. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Well, Oh my gosh, we've had a huge week and I feel like there's been like a bajillion like topics that I wanted to cover this week. Yeah. And, um, then you and I start texting about the same case that I've been yeah. watching. And this morning you were like, Hey, do you want to record early? And I'm like, I am immersed in this case. I'm watching this live feed right now. I just was like into yeah. this case. So I was like, okay, wait, let's do the list. What were the list of things that you wanted to talk about? Oh first? my gosh. Well, first of all, I mean, it's just the random life stuff, right? Yes. Okay. That I went to Palm Springs Okay. and it was hot as butt there. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was 111. And I know that's not even the hottest they get there. Um, but some fun, funny thing, hat, funny things happened. Um, one of them being, we were <laughs> out taking a walk one morning. It was 92 we start taking a walk and I see this woman and she's jogging, kind of walk jogging towards us with her dog. And she says, Oh, I got to get in shape. Now that the, the, um, weather's a little crisper. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, 
there is nothing crisp about the air here. Like now well, maybe when you go from 120 to 111, it feels I think like so. there's a little. So fast forward that evening, we took a walk. Maybe it was the previous evening. I can't remember. We took a walk and at 10 PM, cause we thought, okay, well maybe it, you know, it'll just be cooler. There'll be a nice breeze or something. Okay. There was a breeze. It was still a hundred <laughs> 98, maybe, but the warm air was so warm. I felt like Leslie, I was walking into a heater, like mm-hmm. a blowing heater and it was hurting the eye sockets, which I don't know. Somebody's going to have to explain that to me why. <laughs> and I had my glasses on thankfully. Cause it was like not drying out my eyes, but my eye sockets were actually hurting from the heat. I'm like, weird. this is so weird. So random. And then we came home, Leslie. And what the hell happened in the five days that I was gone? When it just went to fall. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's Oregon. That's Portland actually. Like now yeah, it's, this it's, is Chris people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, only in the morning though. Oh my God. It's it hot in the afternoon. Okay. So let's discuss this. Well, hot is relative, right? I mean, it was comfortable yesterday. I was tank top and, you know, thin pants yesterday, but you know, or, or towards the day, but the morning. So we came home Wednesday night, you guys, I'm we're recording on a Friday. So we came home on Wednesday night, woke up Thursday morning and we had a renter taking the van and it's a friend of ours. So I, was, I wanted to get up and he was coming at seven. And so I, I go out there, I got made it out there probably seven forty or something like that. It was freezing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's cold. It was 46 degrees mm-hmm. at that time. So I'm like, this is true crispness. I mean, 92, not crisp. This yeah. crisp. <laughs> so I literally came back to fall. Yes. Um, and Ben colds and I'm like, Oh, maybe I acclimated a little bit. No, I didn't acclimate. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a total farce and total lie. I was hot the whole time we were there. Um, we did go to Joshua tree, which is oh, a national cool. park. I'd never been yeah. to. Um, I would not say it's probably going to rank up on the top of my list. Um, however, I, I learned from a lot of people since I've been home that it's like one of their favorites. And I'm like, well, maybe if I don't go in September when it's hundred degrees, um, every sign said, don't die today. <laughs> on the oh my God. Did it yeah. really? I swear to God, swear to God on like the hiking board, you know, it says don't die today. <gasps> Yeah. You should have taken a picture. I would have liked to see that. I, I think I have a picture somewhere. Okay. You need um, to send it to me. Yeah. And the, um, what it also said is if you were hiking, you had to drink a liter of water per mile. Okay. I don't know about you. I have a camelback. It's a three liter camelback. You can go three miles. Yes. Well, I was going to say a mile and we, a half. We didn't, we didn't hike, but I was like, okay, if I went a mile and a half out and a mile and a half back, I'd have to drink that whole bag, which I don't know. I do drink a lot of water. So maybe I would, but I was like, okay, that's a lot of water. Like I would never even, I mean, I might drink a half of a liter here hiking in normal conditions. I can't imagine drinking that much water, but yeah, all the signs said, don't die today. Drink a liter of water every mile. <laughs> and I was wow. like, okay, maybe I won't, I won't actually hike here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was so scorchingly hot and yes. the wind was hot that it was not really, I was not feeling it. Yeah. No. Have you been fun. to Joshua tree? No. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't even it. know where it is. I just know that song or the the album. Yes. Yes. And Eric loves that album. 
actually to, to fight, I did research that while I was there and I was actually going to talk about that, but, um, I mean a little bit, you know, but the Joshua tree, the Joshua tree from you two, uh, is actually not in the park. It's oh. actually, yeah, it's actually outside the park. Um, quite okay. a bit. well, like 30 mm-hmm. minutes, I think. Um, so yeah, it's not even in the park, but you know, I, this was part of which we can cover later, but, um, somebody actually killed the tree. So that's oh. that. I don't know if you heard of that was probably five years ago or something, but since you and I have been back or since I was coming back and everything, all this story about Brian Laundry and Gabby Petito has just blown up. Yes. And I heard that she was, had gone missing in the Grand Tetons. And for all of our listeners, I was just there with my son. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what the heck? And, and, and I heard the situation, which was that the boyfriend had arrived home early. Actually, I didn't know it was early, but he had arrived home early and says that he just left her on their trip, came home alone without her, which by the way, they also, there's some discrepancy, whether they were fiance or not. Apparently he asked her to marry him and then they broke off the engagement. So whether they were actually fianced or not, I don't really know. And, well, and they lived really at his parents' house yes, for a year be- yes. before that. Okay. I need to take a pause. Cause I'm going to yes. see. <laughs> did you know I'm a multiple sneezer? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this whole thing blew up and then I watched the entire body cam. Same with me. Did you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Did we you can... watch it? Cause I sent it to you or were you already no, watching it? Okay. I had already had it and started it. Cause my husband okay. sent it to me, but then you sent it to me too. And I'm like, oh my God, which I had texted you and didn't hit send till this morning that, oh my oh, God, okay. I've been watching this case. But, um, so really I delved into it. And then this morning I was like, eating it for breakfast. I just, okay, good. You probably have a lot more details than I did. I just watched that whole thing and I know a little bit, but okay, good, good. Because I I want your take on a few things that happened in that. Okay. Okay. So for our listeners, here's the deal on July 2nd, Brian laundry and Gabby Petito, who, um, let's just say Gabby is five, five, 110 pounds soaking wet. They're both from Florida. They had previously been from New York city, actually New York, Long Island, I think it was. And they had been high school sweethearts. They knew each other in high school. They had graduated. Um, she was 22 at the time they relocated to his parents in Florida and they had taken a trip in a little car, um, sometime before this across country and decided, you know what, that was too small too expensive. Cause they did Airbnbs, you know, it was too expensive. Let's get a van. So she bought a van. I think that is important to know that it was her van. However, I will say that in the body cam, which you and I will discuss in further detail, she does say she doesn't want to drive it long distances. Right. She was so, concerned of how far he was going. So, exactly. Yes. Exactly. So I would say that although it was her van, she was really not comfortable driving it. He was the driver. He was the driver. So they like, if they were, if they were actually fiancés, they, it was their van. 
It Correct. was just in her name. Correct. She probably got the she, loan or whatever. Yes. For it. So yes. yes. Or she had the money. I don't really know. This like I thing, bought my suburban. It's in my name, but my husband and I have the suburban. Okay. So it doesn't it doesn't share names or whatever. No, like it's under my name. I bought the I mean it's the loans in my name. It's all of okay. that. So, so but it's our van. It's our suburban. Well, we had one car. Yeah. Um, Eric bought me a, a car for Mother's Day one year. And because I didn't know about it wasn't there, I wasn't able to sign the papers. So right. it was always under his name. Right. But it was a gift to me. It was my car. So I totally agree with you. I don't have a problem okay. with that. But it it sounds like everyone's like this was her van that she it's bought. It's just for weird them. that that he she wasn't with him when they returned. Correct. <laughs> Thank so, you. So Thank that's you. the weird part Thank about you. her owning the van. Correct. Right. And she's not there. Okay. So, so it's not, it's not a huge play. And that's why I wanted to say, look, she wasn't comfortable driving the van. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm going to get to that part. So yes. they left on July 2nd and the last contact, she was an avid blogger, vlogger, I should say they did a van life blog. Um, she was starting a website um, she was in the process of sort of getting her social media, she's very active on social media, but she was really kind of ramping it up. I think she wanted to do that for a job is what it sounded like. And she told the police that when, um, which we'll get to in, in Utah, but the last contact with her family was in late August from the grand Tetons. Now, when I first heard that, um, there is actually some controversy as to when that was, because now there's. They're saying, we don't think that the last couple texts from her, or at least the last text from her was actually from her. So the dates are a little bit loosey goosey. And so I want you guys to keep that in mind. If anyone was around that area or saw, you know, the van or was in Utah or whatever, keep your mind open to the fact that I don't even know really that she was in Grand Teton. Um, what I do know is that she was in Utah. Yes. Um, okay, but she did text her weight. mom on which day, the last day, the 24th. Yes. The 24th. They or she left talked to her mom. Like they know that it was for sure. Yes. Her. Okay. The August 24th, they left Salt Lake city and went to the grand Tetons where they spent no more than two days. And her last post was on August 25th, but then there was discussion about, and the was she, what was the, the last post? On the 25th? Um, uh, it was something about, um, I don't actually know about the 25th, but I kind of did some hovering over yeah, her okay. Instagram page. And on August 20th, the Instagram post that was posted, um, which, okay, I'm going to admit something. I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to Instagram. I, I had to back backtrack the, the days and everything to figure out what day it was posted. I couldn't figure out which day she'd actually posted it, but I think it was August 20th. Um, the Instagram post, everyone was commenting that this Instagram post was different than the way she posted typically. So how, um, she posted in terms of where she tagged things, it was not done the way she always did it. It was done the way he tagged on Instagram though. And so I am not completely sure that we really know all the details of the last known contact. When does she know? When does the family know? Because they are questioning the last time that they thought they had heard from her, whether it was actually her. So I think that's important which, to keep in mind. I was just trying to look up her Instagram. Like which one is actually her? So there's two. I think she's Gab's Pepito. 
there's Gabby Pepito, which is to help find her. Um, but I think it was the Gabs. Just um, Gabs Petito? Yeah, I think so. I can find that for you. So um, we can do that afterwards. Too. Okay, I got it. But okay, the I last... just wanted to see. Okay, good. The, was it Gabs Pepito? Yes. Yeah. And now she has over 300,000 followers, mm-hmm. um, which I think was kind of her, always her dream. I just, I find it sad that we have to be in this situation. Um, there are some haters out there, which, you know, I, sometimes I hate reading the comments that say, well, maybe this is a balloon boy trick or, you know, this kind of thing where oh, she's yeah, yeah. gone missing so that she can get more followers. I don't really think that's the case, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pass judgment on, on that. I don't think that's probably the case. Um, so let's move on on August 30th. Uh, there was a text, but that doesn't, people don't believe that that was actually her now. So that was the August 30th text, but what has happened in the last two days is August 12th. She was pulled over. They were pulled over, excuse me, by the Utah police. And they have, they have released the full body cam video. Now, some of the portions of the audio have been blocked out. And now some of them could be for HIPAA reasons. Cause I know they asked, you know, were you taking, are you taking any drugs? Was she taking any, any medication medications is what they kind of meant. And some of it said like their birth dates, I think were bleeped yeah. out. And- yes, exactly. So some of that stuff was bleeped out. I don't, I don't, it was kind of frustrating. Cause I was like, I want to hear what they're saying, you know, <laughs> but, um, they were pulled over because he was speeding. And mm-hmm. when he pulled over for their lights, he pulled over and rammed into a curb. Um, so they were pulled over and upon further investigation, Gabby was visibly upset. She had been crying. And I just want to say off the bat, I think that the Utah police did a phenomenal job with this, this pullover. I was so impressed Mm -hmm. by how well they handled the case, how well they, um, handled the two of them and listen to the stories. Um, so I think that's really, 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 really important. Cause I think, you know, I think we need to celebrate those who do well when they do well. And sometimes I get on here and I'm like, I police, blah, 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 you know, whatever the authorities, whatever, but I think they did a phenomenal job. So, um, but basically what happens is she says, Hey, this is my fault. I was distracting him from driving. I was upset. I have OCD, which I don't know if OCD is a real mental illness, but now all these people are like, well, with her mental illness, I'm like, dude, she just liked a clean house. I'm not sure she was really OCD. She could have used that term OCD as an exaggeratory, you know, exaggerating her condition. It doesn't, a lot of us say, oh, that's my OCD. I don't have clinical OCD, but sometimes I don't want people like messing up my kitchen. Right. (laughs) Like when I didn't understand what the whole problem was, like, was she just trying to clean it up before they left yes. or like, I didn't fully understand what the problem well, I, was. I don't think she was completely clear. She was a little bit hysterical. I think she would, you know, they'd been pulled over the by the police. She didn't want her boyfriend, Brian to be, you know, in trouble. And so she started saying, you know, I've been upset this morning. We've had a lot of problems. We've been fighting and bickering and I, 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 and she, she took ownership of everything. She said, 
I, my OCD was getting the best of me. I was trying to clean up the thing. His feet were dirty. I was trying to move our food around, you know, um, they pulled over prior to this at a natural grocery store and bought some things when they were leaving. Um, there were witnesses that saw them fighting. I'm going to say bickering and they actually called the police. It was that bad that they actually called the police. They saw, um, in their testimony or what they were saying was basically, they weren't sure if he was really doing anything as the aggressor, but it was more like she was being sort of violent towards him. And he pushed her away to kind of get her to stop. So, and he says that he says that he says that same thing. And she kind of alludes to that. Um, and he has visible scratches on his neck, his face. Um, he, he says that she grabbed the wheel. She says that she did hit his arm. So she said, I didn't ever grab the wheel, but I did like swat at him. So their stories sort of aligned. I thought, Yeah, but, but let's just exactly. say if I grabbed a wheel, I'm going to probably downplay it and say I hit his arm. Correct. And also he might've thought she hit the steering wheel, but really she hit his arm, which hit the steering wheel, which yeah, she caused him to hit the curb. And so I get all that. And when, when things are happening so fast like that, you're like, well, I don't know what hit the steering wheel, but something made me swerve off. I didn't do that on my own. It was like, you know, I'm trying to get her to stop hitting me or swatting at me or whatever. And there's the phone involved and whatever. So I, I do buy kind of all that. Um, so I did find this interesting though. What did you think about the fact that he said they had no money for a hotel? They probably had very limited money. Don't you think? Okay. First of all, I'm sure they were living off very little money because she actually posts, you know, living off less and all that totally 100% agree. But in your, if you're in a predicament and maybe I should back up a little bit, the police basically say, look, by law, we can arrest her because with the witnesses and what you guys are saying, she was the aggressor by law. We can arrest her and take her to jail. Um, we are required in these situations to not look at sex. She's yes. Five, five female, 110 pounds probably not going to be able to overtake you, but you know, the regulations are the way they are. We can't say, well, she's a woman, you know, she wasn't the aggressor. She could have been the aggressor and he could have been trying to bat her off, you know, or kind of stop her. So we can take her to, we, we, they say that we have to separate you two for 24 hours. Okay. Maybe he meant that he didn't, they didn't have additional money they have enough to get where they're going and doing all of that, but to spend an extra 150 or whatever for a cheap room. So let's slow down. Let's, okay. let's just take a heartbeat on that. First of all, when you're in a van, you don't know what's going to happen. You could get a pop tire. You could have the brakes do something weird. You could have the transmission. I mean, there's a whole slew of things. So you're going to tell me that those two 22 year olds left on a, let's see, July to October, they were going to come back on Halloween. I think it was, they were going to be in Oregon in October. Um, you're going to tell me they didn't have a credit card for, well, two, for things. Emergencies? two things. Maybe he's saying no, so they can stay together. 
You know what I mean? Like maybe. But he goes, or, he goes, he goes to the last they mile don't though. have extra money just to spend it like on a room just to throw it away basically in this situation he actually said can i go to jail instead of her he would have well he would and he would rather sleep outside than spend the money on a hotel for that's what he was saying correct and so they were like okay so i'm i'm getting probably where if you haven't listened to this you'd be confused but here's the deal the the police say look we need to separate you guys tonight yes we can take her to jail or we can give her the van since she has a dri- valid driver's license. It's actually her van. You can give her the van and we'll take you since you're the victim. This organization will pay for your hotel room. But when they say to him, you know, do you have money for a hotel? He says, no. Well, here's, here's two things, Leslie. First of all, if your kid called and said, Hey, we've been pulled over. This whole thing happened. We got in a fight, you know, it looks bad, but blah, blah, blah. I, as a parent, would pay $150 for a hotel room. And by the way, I don't think that a motel six motel six or a whatever motel eight or whatever those hotels are, are even that much. Okay. So we're not talking high class hotel and the hotel that he ends up staying in does not look like a five-star hotel, right? It looks like a two or a three. So the deal is, is that if you called either set of those parents, they would have paid for a hotel room. So what I would have said to him, cause they asked, do you have family in Utah? Can somebody stay with somebody? Do you have friends? Whatever. He says, no, I don't think they ever asked her, which kind of pissed me off because I'm, she talked to her parents. She asked for her cell phone back. She was talking to her parents. I yeah. know as a parent, I would have been like, hell yes. Thank you for calling. Here's my credit card number. Put the hotel on my credit card number. Thank you for separating them. I'm going to be, <laughs> I might be even out on the first plane out, right? As a parent. Okay. And maybe that sounds like a little bit of a mama, mama bear. And I maybe wouldn't do that because I, I, my husband would calm me down and go, look, they're adults. You need to let them figure this out, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to say that part, but I am also going to say any parent in the world that could afford that would have paid for that. And any couple that is on a, how many months is that? Four months, July, August, September, October. Sorry. I got to do my fingers there for <laughs> a four month trip is going to have a credit card for emergencies. If the one arises now being put in jail for domestic abuse is an emergency in my opinion. And we can spend a little money on that. Let's, let's nip this in the bud and not make this about money. Okay. So that's my first like total rant. My second rant is it was hot out there. Clearly it was hot and she asks for water and then they offer him one. He had previously said, can I sit in the shade because I'm bald? Right. Which, you know, legitimate. Um, he refuses water because he doesn't want to drink out of plastic. Okay. Did you hear that what part? he said? Yes. I didn't see, oh, I didn't hear that. He said plastic. Okay. Yes. You had to really be careful. I had to go back and listen to it again to make sure that, but he basically is kind of refusing it. And they, they just bring him one and he says, no, I, I, I don't drink out of plastic bottles. Okay. So he's clearly an environmentalist. His, the, the post that which was also left- kind of goes with not wanting to stay in a hotel. It's just like extra Correct. wasted living money. on the land. Right. Yes. I totally get that. However, when you are faced with, I mean, there probably, there was at least four policemen there. I saw a park ranger truck. There was at least four policemen there. There was mm-hmm. a woman 
um, a man who seemed to know everything about uh, domestic abuse, the guy who pulled him over, and then I saw one leave at one point. Is it customary for all the semis to honk when they walk? Okay. The <laughs> thank you for thank is it you. Just like, hey, I got you. Thank or you. like, what thank is you. that? Okay. Yeah. So I thought they were semis honking, but did you notice? And maybe they are. We're still honking in the car when he and Brian then are driving to the hotel. Did you also notice the honking kept happening? It oh, happened. Oh, while they were driving and they were talking. In yes. The oh, I didn't. So I part. wondered afterwards if that was like a body cam sound, because oh. at first, Leslie, I could not, I could not stop. I was like, I could not stop hearing it. I was like, what the hell is with all these truckers driving by and honking? Like yeah. what? Okay. Is it first? I thought they were just honking at the police. And then I was like, why are they doing that? That's friggin' annoying. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, is it the, the hill, you know, they're I'm passing people. Yeah, you speak. should, you should, okay. because the honking was ah, like, and it seemed to be on an interval. I don't, I don't, I didn't time that. So thank you for commenting on that because I <laughs> totally was annoyed by that. Okay. So I just want to make point back to this is that, okay. They were pulled over October 12th. Um, August 24th, they left St. Uh, St. Oh my gosh. Why am I having trouble with that? Salt Lake city and went to the grand Tetons. Her last post was on August 25th. Um, and it's short. I just saw what you mean. Like yes. a lot of them are really long and she always hashtags her little side business. Yes. And the last one did not correct. Yes. It just did van life. But then there are a few like earlier that it's just really simple as well. Oh, no, the one last one I saw, it said like happy Halloween or something. Let me go back to the very top one. It just says happy Halloween. And that's August 25th. And it's not even Halloween. No, but she's, she's holding okay. a crocheted pumpkin. pumpkin. Yes. Okay. So fast forward, I think after body cam at this point, I don't have strong knowledge proof of what happened. Okay. But he arrives, Brian arrives back in Florida, September 1st by himself. Yes. A week after he arrived back home, when Gabby wasn't home, the police went to Brian's house upon a welfare check from the parents and at this point, they had already lawyered up. They handed the police the information of the lawyer, and Brian has not been cooperating with per At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Police at all since he got home. This is what I've learned. I don't know about you, but I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Okay. I'm kind of a hothead. So I'm just going to admit that out of the gate. My husband would never leave me, but I could see myself like wanting to leave or whatever. And I could see myself driving away, but I can't see myself staying away for very long. Now, let's just say, okay, well, you're married. You've been together for a long time. Yeah. That sounds reasonable, but I can't imagine Brian. If he truly didn't know what happened to her, had no idea where she was, could have gone that long without communicating with her and knowing where she's at, let alone come back to Florida, knowing he left her somewhere and just be silent about it, not call police, yeah. not do something. So I'm going to call major red flag right there. And I think that's what most people are doing. Everyone's, you know, I'm trying to give the guy a bet the benefit of the doubt here, but I can't imagine just up and leaving somebody like that. I can imagine getting pissed off. I can imagine, you know, needing some time away. I've done that in my own house, have, you know, getting in a fight and I just get in my car and I go shopping. Right. I can imagine that but I can't imagine not coming back or leaving the state like that. And she's tied to her phone. Okay. Do you think that he was like secretly the aggressor? So, so then uh, see, I've been in the rabbit hole all morning. Yeah. I watched a video of some domestic violence um, experts talking about the body cam footage and what their feelings were and what the big red flag for them was that she took responsibility for everything. She basically said, this is my fault. This is my fault. This is my fault. I'm sorry. She'd clearly been crying. There were tears in her eyes. Um, going down that rabbit hole a little bit further, there is, um, video, um, of her at other times and pictures with her eyes red, like she'd been crying. So clearly I think most people can say they had a tumultuous relationship or she was very sensitive. I yes. mean, either one. Right. So okay, she said something interesting and I want to know if you caught this was like, they were asking her and I don't, I, I can't remember when, when this was, it could have been when they asked her, did you were you meaning to cause harm? Correct. And she says, I was just trying to get him to, to listen to me, to listen to me by attacking him. Like, I mean, that didn't make sense. So that's irrational thought there, Yes. but she was trying to get him to listen to her as she's grabbing at his face and, you know, yes. other things. So I think she is like emotionally unstable yes. at times. And I think yes. she, being away and being with him in a van constantly. Yes. It probably increased over their trip. Yes. And so I feel like she was just emotionally unstable. Yes. I think she definitely 
um, especially if the witnesses saw her kind of going to him and he says, I kind of pushed her away. Yes. Which is, so I, I, in all of their like talking back and forth, I didn't see anything that was like, you know, sometimes something might slip and then you're like, oh, yeah. like I didn't see any of that. They stuck to their story and you can remember a story, yes. but you can't remember a lie. So I don't think n- neither one of them were lying about any of it. So it seems odd that like, would he just snap and do something to her? Like, to me, it feels more like she's super emotional and maybe they went somewhere and she acted on it and did something. And he came home like shocked and she's just not here. And instead of getting help or something. Well, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, Because six days later after the incident, after being the people, they were pulled over, sorry. So it must've been August 18th, um, two newlyweds, Kylan Schultz, 24 and crystal Turner, 38. I don't know if you'd seen this one when it happened, Mm -hmm. I had seen it and hadn't put it together that it was related to this case, but they were found murdered at their campsite near Moab. Now, prior to these newlyweds, which if you see the picture of them, one is quite a bit older. She's 14 mm-hmm. years older, which I know is so weird that we, we don't comment when men and women are that yeah. much older, but they were quite a bit different ages. Um, prior to the newlyweds death, they told friends that they feared a creepy man may harm them that was nearby. So they saw this creeper near their web, their campsite, and then they end up murdered. So yes. there are some that are like, well, where did he drop her? Where did he leave her? You know, could she have gotten mixed up with this creepy guy? So to your point, um, there are some people throwing that out. And I think was the creepy guy him. Oh, oh, you never put that together. I didn't put that together because they were camping where these people were. They were also went to that, um, that grocery store or whatever it was. What was do that? We have, that do we have confirmation that they were camping at the same place? Well, I think they were at that same campsite on that same night and they shopped at the same place where one of them works moonflower or something like that. Yeah. They were, they shopped there. That's oh. the grocery store that, that you, what did you say? Whatever. I, I want to say it's moonflower, but it's a natural, it sounded like yes. a natural grocery. So I think one of these ladies actually worked there oh. and they were camping. I think at this same campsite. Okay. Well, I do not know that information. I did not find that in my thing. So that would be an interesting, because now I've heard some people saying, no, there's no connection, but Utah police are saying we are investigating to see if there's a connection between. Because that happened on what day? That happened six days later from the actual being pulled over. So it must've been the 18th of August. Okay. So I guess I need to find out when they were killed now there's um, because two interesting- I thought they were there at the same time. Oh, okay. At I did the not same know that. campground. So there are two things that, um, you know, you read these comments and sometimes you get some good little nuggets. There's two things. One is that in the video, they do a video before they leave. And it was really pretty well done uh, vlog that, um, kind of starts their trip in the video. People noticed that he was reading annihilation by Jeff Wandermeer. And apparently that book is about groups of people that explore hard to reach terrain and then go missing. 
And I think at the end of it, there's like four women, you know, missing and dead, presumed dead in this book. So people were like, uh, red flag, look what he's reading in this video. And other people were like, oh my gosh, good, you know, good, fine. Right. Yeah. The other thing that predominantly I saw from comments, take this for what you will, they're just comments is that he really gives a lot of people the Chris Watts vibe. And so then I kind of like put on my face of Chris, what, you know, what, what, how I heard Chris Watts being so helpful and, oh, you know, I'm going to help the police and everything. And I was like, yeah, I kind of see it. I can see how Brian Laundrie was kind of acting like Chris Watts, you know, he wanted nothing to happen or which I kind of, I don't, I don't think it would be any other way. I mean, even the worst abuse cases, domestic abuse cases, you see the victim saying, I don't want to cause any problems. I don't want to press charges. So I'm not sure that I am. I'm not hundred percent in that camp, but I actually could see the similarities between Chris, Chris Watts and him. Um, okay, here's, did you see here, that this is all? crazy. It says here that on August 13th, is the last known when these two ladies went missing. They were seen leaving a tavern. And then on the 16th, which was a few days later, they were a no-show at work. And then they were found. One of them was found like near the car. Um, but they had planned on moving that weekend. They planned on moving their, to the, a di- sorry, they planned to move their campsite because of the weirdo in the area. Well, when were, they were leaving August 12th, right? Which day did they plan on moving? Um, it says, okay, they disappeared um, after a visit to Woody's Tavern in Moab on August 13th. That weekend, so I don't know if it was the weekend before or weekend after, it says that weekend they called friends to say they plan to move their campsite because of a weirdo in the area. So we know on August 12th, which was the body cam day, yes, that they were leaving and headed somewhere else. Oh, interesting. Right. So I guess that, that wouldn't be the same or were they, no. were they headed to Moab to camp? Right. I don't know. Do they, and he mentioned, he mentioned somewhere specifically that he, I don't, it wasn't angels rest. I can't remember the name of oh, where yeah. what he was that, wanted that? to, he wanted the, the police officer to drop him off because he was going to stay. And the police officer was like, well, that's fine, but it's going to be quite a hike for you to get down to town Back to her by, noon, jail, yes. by noon or, or not get her out of jail, get okay, her so let me talk look to up the Angel's judge. Rest. No, it's not angel's rest. Cause that's in Zion. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't angel's rest. It was something, oh, it was some name. Um, and I, I would have to re-listen, I think to the video. Okay. I was just trying to do the timeline. Were they in the same places at that time? Well, they certainly were in the same state close to the same areas, but I don't know. I don't know. So I wonder where they were fighting is where maybe one of the ladies worked. I, I believe if what you're saying is correct, that that's the same place, the moonflower or whatever, which I'm totally, I didn't write that down. I'm totally speaking from what I remember yeah. from the body cam, but then yes, I don't know if you can find out and Google real quick where was it Kylan or Crystal that worked there? Well, okay. Let's just say this. Let's say um, little Gabby didn't die during that other murder thing. And are they trying to tie him? I think they may be trying to tie him into those other murders. 
Oh, see, I didn't get that at all. I, okay. I thought that what they were trying to do is say, Hey, maybe she, maybe he did drop her and leave her somewhere. And this murderer got her as well. That's what I took from it. But you know what? I have no, I just made that up in my head. You, you could be right. Like I, like, I think they were that. tying him to it being that like he snapped and let's just say, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't see him as a he doesn't seem like a murderer at yeah, all. Spontaneous. I think murder. if anything, like what I thought, actually, when I was thinking of this, and I, I don't even know, just seeing her in the videos and how emotional she was and how she really can't control herself yeah. when it comes yeah. to her being upset. And I'm saying that I kind of felt this way at times that I feel like maybe she reacted and did something stupid, like, you know, fell, jumped off something, whatever. And he in shock, whatever, maybe went home instead of getting help or whatever. Like, oh, is see, that I possible? didn't see like, that at all. Or are they thinking that she, he murdered her? Like, well, I mean, I guess that's what everybody two, is wondering. Uh, yeah. I think I, I, my personal opinion is there's two scenarios that yeah. could have happened here. One is they got into a big fight. He left her. Um, the other scenario is, is they got into a big fight, something happened to her and he left her there. Um, I think like watching him in the body cam, he was like, can she have the van? Yeah, he was not going to leave her. He was also shaky. He was, I I agree with you. The body cam video tells me he wasn't just going to leave her in the middle of the woods somewhere. Yeah. I agree with you on that. But then why the hell did he leave her and come home and say, oh, okay. I, 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 what I, I don't think he, I think she's either, I think she's dead and whether she did or he did it, the only she would have shown scenario, up right now. Right. Like when she, well, already- yes, I think so. The only other scenario that I could see that as we were discussing that could happen, could have happened, um, is that she said, look, I'm done or we're done, whatever I'm going to go and I'm going to fly home. And this is where I'm going, whatever. It doesn't align with the, we don't have money for one hotel room, but if she called her parents, her parents would pay for her flight home. Well, they would know where she was right now, but she would, yeah, exactly. But she would have probably already called and he would have dropped her off at an airport. I mean, unless she just got so frustrated one night, got her bag and left, grabbed her bag and left. And then something happened to her that, okay. Why what wouldn't he just tell people him? that story then? I agree. And that's my thing with him not, com- not communicating. First of all, he would have, he would have woke up the next morning and go, oh my God, we got in this big fight. She walked off. I got to go find her. Like at that point, he would have went to police. You don't drive all the way back to no. Florida. No, you do not drive all the way back Mm-mm. to Florida. That is my point about this. Something is amiss with his story. You would, and, and by the way, even now, if now, okay, let's just pretend you could have the balls to fly, to go back to Florida without your girlfriend or whatever. And then you realize, wait, she's missing. I know her. I know she's not going to be off social media. I know she's not going to contact her parents. She's not going to go this long without contacting her parents. I'm going back to the place we just were. Like I'm going to drive fly. You know who did this? This is that chick that pushed the boyfriend off at Equal State Park. Yes. We did that. Then, episode. Yes. Yeah. 
And then didn't she just go home or something? Random? She went home and then she packed her stuff and then yeah. moved. Yeah. Yeah. The, y- y- you don't do that. I mean, and she lived with him and his parents. Remember? Yes. Yes. Okay. You just don't do that. I mean, I, I, yeah. I guess I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that there could be another, uh, another way this turned out, you know, this murder who moved, murdered these two ladies could have murdered her too. Um, but I can't get beyond the fact that he left without her. I, I think you're absolutely right. How? Well, did you see that her parents have written his parents a letter? Yes, I heard and it. And then did you see that there was an interview with his sister? I didn't watch the interview. I did yeah. know that there, there was a sister. Um, it basically was just like, yeah. we are, we miss them. her. Like we were looking for her or, you know, like we're concerned. Yeah. My know, but they her and, you know, I love her like a sister and I've been yeah. talking with police and cooperating and so, yeah, but she never mentions why her brother isn't saying or no, anything. No, no. Or the stability of her parents. But it, the letter, we should say. It reveals what the public saw during a couple's altercation in Utah. A little bit more about that. Perhaps a little bit different perspective, though, than we first thought, at least some of us. Police separated the two. And remember, no charges were ever filed. But should they have done more after what we learned today? Fox 13's Dan Maddox puts the 911 call into the timeline. Uh, We drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? A newly released 911 phone call sheds a light on what others witnessed at the end of a month-long cross-country trip and clearly stressed relationship. Gabby Petito and her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, spent the month of July on a cross-country sightseeing tour. A 911 call just obtained from August 12th is the first indication something was wrong when a man in Mohawk, Utah, told dispatchers he saw Brian slapping her. Uh, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. Okay, you did it in a white van? Laundry told police that Gabby hit him with her phone and grabbed the van's steering wheel to make him pull over as police followed them. You were hitting him in the arm? Did you grab the steering wheel? The two were separated for the night and no charges were ever filed. On August 19th, a now eerie video was posted to YouTube detailing their van life journey. Gabby, Peter, never goes outside. Giving a glimpse into their life on the road. On August 25th, Gabby posted her final Instagram photo from Utah and made what was the last phone call to her family from Grand Teton National Park. The van was captured on video in the park two days later. A TikTok user claimed to give Brian a ride the evening of August 29th. They say he was hitchhiking in the area. On August 30th, Gabby's mom said she received a strange text message from her daughter that read, No signal in Yosemite, referring to the National Park in California. Laundry returned home to Florida on September 1st in the same van, but without Gabby. And 10 days later, her family reported her missing to New York authorities on September 11th. On September 17th, Northport police went to the Laundry home. The family attorney revealed that Brian's whereabouts were unknown and that he was last seen the morning of September 14th before going hiking. On September 19th, law enforcement at Grand Teton National Park, Wyoming, found a body similar to Gabby's description where she was last believed to be seen. Miranda Baker, and on August 29th, my boyfriend and I picked up Brian 
at Grand Teton National Park at 5.30 at night at Coulter Bay. Um, I'm hoping this can help someone identify him because I saw him from TikTok, which then made me call the authorities, and um, my boyfriend and I have been in contact with a bunch of different people to help um, piece together different parts of this case. But we picked him up at Coulter Bay, like I said, at 5.30. He approached us asking us for a ride because he needed to go to Jackson, which we were going to Jackson that night. So I said, you know, hop in. Um, he hopped in the back of my Jeep. We then, you know, proceeded to make small talk. Um, but before he came in the car, he offered to pay us like $200 to give him a ride. Like 10 miles. So that was kind of weird. Um, he then told us he's been camping for multiple days without his fiance. He did say he had a fiance and that she was working on their social media page back at their van. Um, then once like in conversation, I brought up, yep, like we're going to Jackson. Um, he freaked out. He's like, nope, I need to get out right now. Um, you know, like pull over. So we pulled over at the Jackson Dam, which I don't know if you're, um, if you know, like Teton Park, but it's not very far from Coulter Bay. And if this does like reach people, I can post pictures of, you know, exactly where we were. We picked him up and the whole route or whatever and like screenshots of like the timestamps. We dropped him off at 6.09 p.m. on August 29th. Um, he kind of like hurried out of the car and then he's like, okay, I'm just gonna go find someone else to, you know, hitchhike. And we're like, okay. Um, it was a weird situation. So when we picked him up, he was wearing a backpack, he had a long sleeve, pants, hiking boots, and he had, like, scruff. Um, but he didn't look dirty. For someone who was camping for multiple days, like, he didn't look dirty, he didn't smell dirty. So that part was kind of weird. Um, and I'm just really hoping that they find her. And this, this helps someone, like, remember seeing him or, you know, something like that. To clarify a few things that people are confused on still, um, when he asked to ride, he has to go to Jackson, which if you're familiar with the area, a lot of people call Jackson Hole Jackson, so that's why I said yes to giving him a ride, but you think any good hiker would know south and north. We were going south of the park when he said he was camping north. He had told us that him and Gabby were not camping on a regulated campsite through the national park that they were camping basically on the middle of nowhere along snake river this is key information he said that he had hiked for days along snake river but when like looking at his backpack it wasn't full and he said all he had was a tarp to sleep on which you think if you're going camping for days on end you'd want food in a tent and he had none of that, and like I said, he looked clean. And just so this is a view of the whole the, um, journey with Brian. So that's the top at the park at Coulter Bay, and then we drove him to this dam right here. Then at the dam, we dropped him off at this little turnout, and he said he was going to walk across the streets to the parking lot, which was full of people, to continue hitchhiking um, and look for a ride because he freaked out when I said Jackson Hole. He said we needed to pull over. Even though Jackson and Jackson Hole are the same thing, it's the same town itself. This is the text I sent to my mom at 6.09 right when he got out of the car saying I was okay because she was freaking out. This is at the park 
or at the pickup location, and um, we were taking a shower. We then walked across, and our car was parked on the left side of the picture, and he talked to us, like, right in the middle. And um, he was talking to my boyfriend the entire time, but, like, I was the one actually talking, and he was, like, not frantic, and he was very nice, very polite to us. I had to remake my video. Uh, it seems like I had done enough TV. I would be good at this, but this is my first TikTok. Uh, this is in regards to the uh, Brian Laundrie and uh, Gabby, the missing girl. Uh, I had taken a trip uh, the end of August from Louisiana up through Colorado and Montana, Wyoming. I picked a friend up at the uh, Jackson Hole Airport on August 26th, Thursday that morning and we went through Jackson Hole um, then we went through the Tetons and Yellowstone we came out the West Gate and we stayed at West Yellowstone Montana for the evening uh, we went out to a restaurant that night called Bullwinkles and about 10 o'clock we moved into the bar there was us and another couple that we had met while we were eating dinner uh, we were discussing things uh, politics uh, guns, hunting, you know, all the stuff you don't talk about in a bar. And uh, there was a guy at the end of the bar that uh, was just quiet. He was visibly bothered uh, or mad, it looked like, when we came in. And I guess our conversation just kind of irritated that fact uh, when he finally made a comment, something about stupid Southerners uh, and Republicans. And I kind of laughed and said, uh, well, where are you from? And he said that he was from New York in a pretty strong New York accent and uh, said his name was Brian. And I said, well, I said, uh, as we laughed, I said, well, you know, you picked uh, an odd place, the middle of nowhere, a small town in Montana. What did you expect that you weren't going to run into being conservatives or uh, Republicans? Uh, anyway, uh, not much else was said. He made a couple of remarks, and we went back to our conversation. Uh, it was just a creepy encounter. Uh, it was it was one of those situations where you just it was kind of one of those people. He, it was almost like he looked through you. Uh, I didn't notice him using a phone. Uh, things that the FBI have asked. Uh, we did see notice that he had a backpack. We left about eleven fifty, and he was still there. Uh, my friend was visibly uncomfortable. She even made a comment on the way to the car about serial killers and kept watching behind us to make sure he wasn't following us. And I assured her that that, you know, it wasn't an issue. I mean, I'm, I'm concealed carry. I, I was actually armed when we were in the bar. And we went to the hotel. We, we did talk about it on the way home. It was odd. Uh, in the last few days, though, we've, we've watched the news and realized that that was the guy. That was Brian this this girl's fiance so we contacted the fbi uh both of us made reports to the fbi and just kind of watching the news now and seeing where it goes uh but that was our encounter we're going to begin with a news alert just in from the Teton County Coroner in Wyoming, confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. Her death now ruled a homicide. This comes uh, as the search remains ongoing for Gabby's fiance, Brian Laundrie. Let's get straight out to Fox 13's Josh Cassio is live in Northport uh, near the Laundrie's home. So this is a big development, uh, expected, but a big development, Josh. Yeah, Kelly, this is another major piece of a very 
you know, twisted puzzle. Let's dive a little deeper into what we're learning right now. This tweet just came in a few minutes ago. It comes from the FBI field office in Denver. We can now confirm a few things that had been up in the air. First, yes, it is official now. Those are the remains of Gabby Petito found in Wyoming Sunday. We also know from uh, Teton County Coroner Dr. Brent Blue that the initial manner of death is homicide. And to be clear, homicide means the killing of one person caused by another. Now, the coroner says the cause of death at this point is still pending the final autopsy results. So we can't say exactly how Gabby died, but it appears she was killed by someone else. This, of course, will ratchet up the heat uh, on Brian Laundry, who investigators are still searching for. As far as we know right now, he is still considered a person of interest in the case, though no one will be surprised if that changes very soon. As for out here at the Laundry home, it's been mostly quiet today, but of course we could start to see that change uh, in the coming hours and days uh, based on this latest news, again confirming that Gabby died by homicide, which means she was killed by someone else, Kelly. A major development uh, in this ongoing case. Well, you know, anyway. Leslie, we forgot yes. to say at the end of last podcast. I, don't know, I you, know you said that. I, I just said goodbye. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I know. And if I would have caught that, I would have like sufficed it from another I show know. at least. I know. So what was I thinking? And I, I texted Leslie after listening. Um, and I was like, we didn't even say, stay curious, stay suspicious, stay open. Open, 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 open. <laughs> All right, All listener, right. thank you for listening. Please hit subscribe, like, please leave us a review, a good review. Share with your friends. Share with your friends. That's right. We caring are, is caring. We appreciate all of you live for listening, and we will see you next week. Next week. Next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.